0: Hello everybody, it is your good friend Ella, and this is history but fun. So I've always liked to look at the second world war. I don't know why but it's seemed kind of interesting to me that there were a lot of unethical things done and one side and a whole lot of other unethical things that happened on the other side of like the war and that kind of stuff, yeah. But when you think about it, there was a lot of fighting in different places from Pearl Harbor to Britain and the Blitz and that kind of stuff. It was the war that saw nuclear weapons and it saw Blitzkrieg, which actually sounds a little bit like one of those war games, yeah, but if you do enjoy this podcast, please don't feel afraid to watch more episodes after this, yeah. second world war and if this had like images it would be like it it would read 1939 to 1945 because that's what I can see in my mind so it's pretty obvious when you look at the second world war that Adolf Hitler was the bad guy the rest of the world, who wasn't on Hitler's side, were the good guys. And that's just a really simple way of looking at it, typically. But of course, it's never that simple. There's always shortcuts taken, rules kind of broken if there were rules in the war. And it doesn't just happen on one side. But it's a clear establishment that Hitler was the bad person because of the holocaust thing that happened. You know, just killing 6 million people who you didn't really like just because you were the head of law or the dictator or something, yeah. It does not make it okay to kill 6 million people. Despite what you might think. Sadly. But. Britain. Was not. The best when it came to fighting the war. You see like. It's really famous for. Like Britain is just. Insanely famous for Winston Churchill. In that time. But he was not in office when World War II started. Um, It was actually someone called Chamberlain who met Hitler a few years before the war in his fancy mountain home which I'm pretty sure we all wish we have But none of us really do. Um, And they came to an agreement that as long as Hitler didn't invade Poland, he was fine to invade whichever countries he wanted to. And of course, he couldn't invade Russia because of the deal he'd made with Joseph Stalin and that kind of stuff. Hitler, yeah. But the last time anyone cared about those treaties, they never got any evil empires, so... (laughs) What does Hitler do? He goes to Poland and... Basically, you can see, like, people just... Basically, to put it in perspective, the Nazi officers went to Poland. They were like, We're going to take over your country. And of course the Polish were like... Sure. Um, Here's the key to the city and just don't ruin everyone's lives. Please. But they never really put up a fight. But... That was the stuff before the resistance and the resistance for two years later for about a week which might not sound long but it's longer than the actual polish government did fight for so yeah and they didn't have proper weapons but another thing that happened was the nazi officers went right to warsaw which hadn't been informed about wars like Poland being signed over so they just so they put up a fight even though they didn't know that they'd already lost and like they were actually instructed to put up a fight it was a law that was put in place so basically that happened and World War Two became a thing. It wasn't like World War I where it was a gradual You're declaring war on my ally? Well then you're declaring war on me. That kind of situation because the teams were already sorted out. Because Basically There was the Axis which was Hitler's Germany I can't remember the guy who ruled Italy at the time, but Italy was on Germany's side and there was Japanese, like Japan and that kind of stuff were on Hitler's side but they kind of had their own war going on against the Americans but it's still called a part of World War II. I don't know why but there are some real battles that interest me a lot about during World War II for example the Battle of Athens I guess it's just the fact that it would make such a good movie because there was a whole like thousand people who like a thousand um like Planes like it was an air battle, and and it was between the Nazis who had like a thousand planes, and then the British side, which were like the only twenty left in like Greece or whatever, whatever place they were in. And they were fighting, and apparently they take like the British had taken down like two hundred of the. Like the Nazis' plans, which is really impressive, considering they were really outnumbered, and they knew they were going to lose the battle. But yeah, and I guess that's kind of what makes it a really good story for me. And maybe that's just me, but yeah. Anyway. When I always think of a turning point in World War 2, it depends on if I want to think on the Americans turning point or like the British turning point. Because I know that D-Day, July the 6th is when the British landed on the beaches of Normandy. Of a second time because the first time they failed isn't it nice to hear that stuff And I mean it was like it was organized by Winston Churchill so you could expect that the first um, landing on the beaches was a fail because he's just not that good with landing on beaches yeah was the whole Glipple situation, which really did not make him look good, and that was before he was Prime Minister. Makes you wonder. Anyway, that was the turning point for Vim, the British. But, if it doesn't seem like that impressive, basically, put it this way and one of the greatest forces in the in modern history failed to protect Poland from Germany which was building an empire all over Europe so yeah and France the other big military power had been invaded long ago and that kind of terrified a lot of people in 1941 it would shock some people that even though there was a truce between Russia and Germany the Germans decided hey we're gonna go invade Russia have a lovely holiday there in summer but the thing was there was an error when they actually executed their plan They expected the Russians to fight them as soon as they entered the country, but they didn't. Which was a bit disappointing because they were just like the Germans were expecting the fight. They had like. They had the bayonets ready to go and throw them at the Russians, but no. They had gone back and retreated. But they were instructed to continue to go forward so they kept on going forward and by the time they reached where the russians were ready to fight it was winter and i mean i don't want to be that superstitious person but if you ever decide to invade russia do not do it in winter because a lot of people have tried to invade russia and it's always been in winter And they always fail. Unless they're for the Mongols. But they're not important. The thing was, they planned to invade in summer, but since they took. the Russians took so long to fight, it. They, it was winter, so. sucks to be you. And. There was a big 8 month long battle in Stalingrad. Which was a fun battle. Let's not lie to ourselves. Because it was an incredibly unfair fight. Just think of the crazy resistance that was going on in Poland. You know they fought for a week with not even proper weapons. And there were tanks and planes and everything brought out. But that was an offensive attack. Stalingrad was a defensive one. Which meant that... The Germans were attacking and didn't expect much of a fight to be put out because... Because, let's face it, all of the Russian soldiers were out fighting wars elsewhere so yeah but the reason it lasted 8 months was because even though the Russians did not have military experience or were retired and had outdated military experience the Germans weren't prepared for the Russian winter, and that's what gets everyone every time. Their clothes were freezing, their fingers were freezing, their guns were freezing, their tanks were freezing, like everything was freezing. You just, you were stuck because everything was freezing. Once you were in, there was no way out, and Yeah. So basically, the Germans were baffled in what to do in that situation, and then someone had the genius idea, when you kill one person, steal their warm clothes. It was sick and twisted to see all of these naked people just lying around. But... the Germans didn't have much of a hope then either, because then the clothes had taken off, uh, the dead bodies had frozen too. But... The Russians had the Molotov cocktails, which basically just shake them up, chug them under a, ca- a tank, and boom, explosions. Who doesn't love that? That was the turning point for Russia, really. They learned that the Germans were nasty rats, and stopped being on the Axis side, and decided to be part of the allies. So, yeah. I guess that was kind of what happened there. But, and I guess Stalingrad is also one of those inspirational battles for me because it was the people without military experience, without proper weapons and anything, just going up against the Germans and winning. And that was kind of a battle that showed the rest of the world that the Germans could be beaten which was a crazy thing for them and that's what happened those were the turning points in the main areas of world war two and also some other random stuff because why the heck not Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, this podcast, please listen to it. other episodes that will be released soon. Thank you, and goodbye.